welcome to This Week in Brattleboro History, produced by the Brattleboro Historical Society and the Brattleboro Area Middle School. In 1910, the Valley Fair was in trouble. For three years, the annual agricultural fair had lost money. Thousands of people attended the three-day event, but the amount of money raised through ticket sales was less than the amount of money it cost to operate the fair. In 1910, the Valley Fair Association was $3,000 in debt, and the association's president moved out of town under questionable circumstances. Since 1886, the area now accompanied by the local high school and middle school had been a fairground that hosted over 25,000 people on the fair days. During these days, Vermont was mostly an agricultural society, and a fair near the end of growing season was a way to bring people together. Farm families brought their best livestock produce, baked goods, and needlework for competition and blue ribbons. They exchanged information about improving the quality of their animals and crops, and they enjoyed the opportunity to socialize with folks they didn't usually get to see during the busy summer season. Horse racing was also a major event at the fair. As time went on, other attractions were added. For instance, vaudeville shows with juggling, acrobatics, and animals were popular. Hot air balloonists would float 2,000 feet in the air and parachute to the ground. The fair continued to grow. It went from two days to three, and midway rides like Ferris wheel and spinning cups were added. This attracted more people, but it also cost more money to operate the fair. In 1907, the fair lost money. It was $800 in debt. The president of the fair association, James Fisk Coker, was a prominent businessman in the community, but his management skills did not help keep fair costs down. For the next two years, the fair continued to lose money. But in 1909, the debt had grown from $800 to $3,000. President James Fisk Hooker was also one of the owners in a large business in Bradboro. The company made overalls and employed 250 people. Hooker was one of four partners in the business. In 1909, Hooker and two other partners attempted to move the business to Schenectady, New York. However, one of his partners refused to move and accused Hooker of breaking several laws. Eventually, Hooker was found guilty of attempting to ruin the Brattleboro overall company and was ordered to pay 71000 for the damage he caused the business. In 1909, Hooker had moved to New York and resigned as president of the Fair Association. The Valley Fair Association looked for another prominent person in the community to manage the fair and erase the debt. In 1910, the association chose Dr. Frank O'Connor to take over as president. O'Connor had moved to Brattleboro in 1904 and gained a reputation as physician and surgeon. He was a former college baseball star, often performed in community musical production, and directed the State Michael's Catholic Church Choir. O'Connor suggested that the fair change a few things so it could meet with more success in the future. He later moved to cut costs while also improving the buildings and facilities. An article published in the Rutland Herald highlighted how the Addison County Agricultural Fair was able to make money while the Valley Fair was losing money. Many of the suggestions in the article were implemented by O'Connor as plans were made for the 1910 fair.
Wayfair had been paying more money to the owners of winning racehorses than other fairs offered cash prizes for the best farm animals, vegetables, flour, handiwork, and other competitive features of the farm life were higher than other fairs as well. O'Connor lowered advertising costs as other organizations helped pay to let people know about the fair. The association had provided free feed for the farm animals competing for prizes, and that was also cut back. With these changes, the 1910 Valley Fair made more money than it spent. Frank O'Connor had other ideas as well. The Valley Fair was an agriculture fair that celebrated rural life, but by 1910 there was also a large manufacturing component to the local economy. O'Connor worked with the Board of Trade to bring local businesses to the fair as well. In 1913, a Made in Brattleboro building was constructed on the fairgrounds and local companies displayed the great variety of items produced in town. S.A. Smith Company presented a diverse selection of wooden toys and amusements made for young people. The local overall company, which survived despite the efforts of James Fisk Hooker, displayed 40 samples of coats, overalls, and trousers. The company cut up to 20,000 yards of cloth a day to make into clothing for working people. C.H. Eddy Company displayed over 20 varieties of soda products in their downtown businesses. The Carpenter Organ Company displayed five styles of organs that were shipped to countries such as Argentina and Russia. E.L. Hildreth and Vermont Printing Company each included numerous samples of books and commercial printing that they shipped across the United States and to foreign countries. Fort Dummer Mills, the White River Chair Company, and S.D. Organ also had prominent displays at the fair. The cotton mill exhibit included all of the steps necessary to convert a raw piece of cotton into a dainty female undergarment. The chair company had 20 chairs on display and listed all of the countries in the world where they were shipped. The SD display reminded visitors to the fair that SD organs have carried the name and fame of Brattleboro around the world. In 1913, SD could claim that there is not a country in the world where SD organs are not used, and the name of this town is on every instrument. SD numbered every organ it made, and in 1913, they had made over 392,000. The Made in Brattleboro exhibit was a big hit. People who may not have been interested in farming were drawn to the manufacturing displays. Changes in fees and awards brought the fair back to the profitable day. Frank O'Connor's direct and forward-thinking approach attracted a more diverse audience. He did not take away from the agricultural or entertainment aspects of the fair, but added elements that were more interesting to the working class. By 1913, the $3,000 Valley Fair deficit was erased. The expensive excesses of the James Fisk Hooker era disappeared, and the profitable agriculture fair featuring entertainment and recognition of the working class emerged. Sadly, in December 1913, Dr. Frank O'Connor was in his office reading a medical journal when he suffered a massive heart attack and died at the age of 43. Under his presidency, the Valley Fair Association retained the goal of offering an agricultural fair while also expanding to welcome those from manufacturing and industry. We'd like to thank Seamus, Hunter, Stephanie, Gilbert, Kamar, Jordan for reading This Week in Brattleboro History.
please join us next week for another story from our community's past. 